transitioning to Paleo Made Easy episode number 22 with the wonderful Kate Callaghan. You've heard all about this whole paleo thing, but you've wondered if it's really for you. You've been searching for someone to guide you along the way. Your search is over. Let registered nurse Marie Grace Berg lead the way with these inspiring stories of people who have been where you are. Welcome to Transitioning to Paleo Made Easy with Marie Grace Berg. Suffering from digestive issues, chronic fatigue, skin issues, or nutritional deficiency? A leaky gut could be the root cause of these symptoms and more. Heal your gut with a 30-day gut healing kit. It is the perfect supplement to an anti-inflammatory diet, such as the paleo. Go to transitioningtopaleomadeeasy.com forward slash heal your gut. That's www.transitioningtopaleomadeeasy.com forward slash heal your gut. Yes, paleo fans out there, let's get started. I am excited to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Kate Callahan. Kate Callahan is a holistic nutritionist, founder of the Holistic Nutritionist, personal trainer and lifestyle coach, specializing in hormone healing. Kate has over 13 years of experience in the health and fitness industry. She is passionate about helping others achieve optimal wellness through nutrient-dense traditional whole foods, adapting mindful and sustainable life practices, and moving in ways which rejuvenate rather than deteriorate our body. Kate's goal is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live life to the fullest each and every day. To our Paley fans out there, Miss Kate Callahan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Kate, I really love your story and what you're putting out there to the paleo community. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with you and your life prior to being on the paleo diet. Can you tell us more about you personally and share us what was your life and personal situation prior to adapting the paleo diet and lifestyle? Yeah, sure. So I've always eaten quite healthily. Um, My mum, before she became a vet, she worked for Jenny Craig. Uh, So we were never really allowed any junk food at home. We weren't allowed the, the sweets and the snacks or the soft drink. Um, But my diet was very mainstream healthy. So it was very grain-based and low-fat and typical food pyramid. So I'd have bran for breakfast. I'd have sandwiches for lunch and maybe pasta for dinner. I was was really active all the time. I played a lot of sport. I did gymnastics. So I wasn't an unhealthy weight. I was fit-looking. However, I'd always suffered from eczema. Ever since I was a baby, I suffered from eczema and I couldn't seem to clear it. I'd have to use cortisone cream, which was really not the best option. Um, Then in about the second year of study at university, so I studied dietetics, which is also very mainstream in terms of its nutrition guidance. I was taught the food pyramid. Um, So in about my second year, my eczema became much, much worse and I started to have quite severe digestive issues, quite uh, debilitating digestive issues, which were really affecting my life. 
Um, I was also quite moody. I'd always be really snappy in the morning, which my husband hated, (laughs) Um, and always fatigued, never had any energy to do much. And so I eventually went and saw a doctor and I was diagnosed with celiac disease, which forced me to go gluten-free. And this helped my symptoms somewhat, but it didn't resolve them completely. Um, So about maybe six months later, my husband had started experimenting with the paleo diet, which I thought was absolutely crazy and just a fad. And I told him this because I was studying dietetics and I thought I knew better. (laughs) And because that's what I was being taught at school, that you, you have to have grains or otherwise you're going to be nutrient deficient. But after a while, my symptoms didn't really get better at all. And so I decided to look into the paleo diet a little bit more, starting with Chris Cress's podcasts on cholesterol. So I jumped straight into the, the heavy biochemistry of it all. Um, and it was the, the, the biochemistry nature and the research nature of his podcast, the, the thorough research involved that, that really appealed to me. And I couldn't, I couldn't really argue with the science of it. And it all made a bit more sense to me. And the more I read, the more I realized that it's something that I should give a shot. And so I did. I went strict paleo and all of my symptoms resolved. I had more energy. My eczema that I'd had for 25 years completely cleared. My skin was better. Digestive problems completely resolved as well. It was, yeah, pretty amazing. Wow, I love the story that you just shared. I mean, you touched upon your situation prior to starting with the pill diet and the defining moment when you get diagnosed and you have this eczema for years that didn't clear until you researched and listened to like Chris Grasser. I mean, he's really had the sharing a valuable resource out there in his podcast and as well as on his website. And then you thought that it totally made sense to go paleo, to follow this pill diet, especially uh, knowing that you have these symptoms and knowing that the resources there and you were bold enough and courageous enough to follow through and you got great results with it because your your eczema cleared your symptoms get better you know a beautiful story and that was so inspiring but what was that the first steps that you took when you started the paleo diet that our listeners can learn from i know our listeners really are interested on what 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 were those first steps that you took so that way they they can see for themselves okay what am i going to do now Yeah, great question. So first, obviously, I went gluten-free. So I think that's a nice place to start um, is switching, simple switches. So I switched my breakfast, which were brand, to things like quinoa, porridge or fruit and nuts or gluten-free toast, which might not be as healthy as they should be, but it it was a first step. Lunches I switched to salads um, and for a long time that's all I ate, really, really big salads for lunch. And dinners I started having more basic meat and veg dishes. They're quite bland at first and I think that's okay to start with something simple such as steak and vegetables, really easy meals. Um, And then once I switched to paleo, I started increasing my fat dramatically. So I think it's important to get comfortable with the idea of having more fat because we can make the mistake of when we cut out grains and gluten of not replacing it with anything and then we just eat eating a really low calorie diet and you won't feel satiated and you won't feel full and you'll be hungry a lot of the time and probably a little bit angry as well so when you cut out grains and gluten it's important to replace it with things and I did that with fat 
Um, so I would switch my breakfast to things like coconut milk with berries and nuts and seeds um, and adding butter and coconut creams and things to dinners um, and lunches. I'd have, I'd have more leftovers actually for, for lunch. I think that's an easy way to do things as well so you don't actually have to think about three meals. Um, cook extra at dinner and serve it for lunch the next day. I like to do that with a lot of my clients. Um, yeah, so I think those are the, the first steps. They were baby steps that I took. Yeah. yeah, so that's switching your meal one at a time. And it's really important mm-hmm. so not to get overwhelmed with it. So start with your breakfast. Switch your breakfast to a healthy, uh, paleo breakfast. Uh, and then stick with that one for some days. And then go, when you're able to nail that one, go, go to, now you can, you can go to lunch and then dinner. So make sure that you make those small steps, uh, n- not to do all at one time because that will feel very overwhelming to you. And the second one is to eliminate grains and gluten. I'm really big on this as well. I mean, I grew up in the Philippines and rice was our staple food. I mean, we eat rice three times a a day. It was really (laughs) a big uh, transition for me. But after a couple of weeks of not having it, I stopped craving for it. So it's really doable. I mean, and I don't regret at all. I mean, I feel great (laughs) about it. I mean, my energy. I I remember comparing my life when I eat rice. And every time, every... So now and then, for example, if I go to parties, they have this Filipino food. But every time I notice that every time I eat those, those grains, those rice, I feel, I mean, my energy suddenly slumps down. So I really know that for myself, it's not my body does not need it. And then I really like when you said about replacing those with healthy fats. I mean, I notice also that when you, when I eat these healthy fats, it makes me full even longer. So I don't feel as hungry uh, as before. So really important to have to have those. And also the concept of cooking a lot at a time. I do this one too. I mean, I cook a lot so that I can put them in the freezer in individual boxes so that I can have them um, as soon as I can have something to grab uh, grab in, grab in and if when I'm hungry. So really great. Uh, the takeaways there that, that our listeners who are transitioning into the paleo diet to to learn from. I mean, these small steps that yeah. uh, Kate just shared with us really are helpful. Yeah, and it is. It's important to to make it easier for yourself, as you said. So making those bulk meals and not getting too carried away with being perfect straight away. I mean, some people like to go all in at once, but I think it's it's better to gradually go in and sort of test the waters and then see how you go. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm totally on board with that. Now, let's talk about the challenges that you face mm-hmm. transitioning to the paleo diet and lifestyle. What have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame them so that our listeners can see for themselves when they uh, experience these challenges? Mm. Um, probably one of the biggest challenges would be eating out. That can sometimes be really tricky um, because they can add gluten and flour to so many different things. It might be just a, a really thin jus that you have on a steak and that could have flour in it and you won't, you won't know unless you ask. So sometimes you do have to become a bit of a pain in the butt when you go out to, to restaurants and be okay with that. So when I go to restaurants or when I know I'm going to a restaurant, I make sure to check out the menu ahead of time so then I can create a bit of a plan for myself and then I go into it not – afraid of asking what is in it or if it has gluten or if I can see any grains, asking if I can get that switched around. I mean, you're, you're paying for the meal, so they should be happy to tell you what's in the food 
and also adapt it to suit you because you're the paying customer really. So don't feel bad about that. Um, dinner parties can also be difficult to navigate sometimes. Uh, so in those situations, I'd either take a plate of food that I've made myself um, which can always be delicious. I mean, I think a couple of weeks ago I made some bacon-wrapped dates which were stuffed with pecans and they were pretty much the best snack there. (laughs) Um, Or I eat before I go. If I know it's a function and the food there is going to be all fried and battered, then I'll have something before I go and don't worry about eating there. Um, Another big challenge that I had and that I see a lot in my clients is the other people around you can sometimes find it hard to understand why you're eating this way because we are told in mainstream that we need to have grains and that we need to eat low fat. And if you go completely against that, there's going to be people who will um, somewhat be offended by it. It sometimes seems like they're offended by it. I think because you're challenging their ideals of what is healthy and in a way you're telling them that they're not eating healthily when they think they are. So a good way to deal with that is to explain them that, to them that you're doing something that makes your body feel good rather than getting on your high horse and preaching to them that what they should be doing, telling them what, why you're doing it, that it makes you feel good. Because if you preach to them and tell them they should be doing something and what they're doing now is bad for them, they can get a bit defensive and that's probably going to make the situation worse. And it's important to have support in the situation. Wow. I mean, these challenges that you've shared, I mean, eating out, you know, being going on parties or dinner parties, for example, and dealing with the people around you, letting them understand why why you are doing and why are you doing this? And because sometimes I totally agree with, sometimes they project themselves uh, to us and they feel like guilty because they are the ones that are not eating and that they know themselves. They know it themselves that they are not eating healthy. And when you see someone like this, they feel so threatened. But it's really important to understand them and then not force uh, people around it but but um, of course it's, it's a challenge because I see it for myself too I mean with my friends with my colleagues I mean in the beginning they think that I am alien I'm, I'm crazy <laughs> I, I mean I was avoiding grains and wheat and all these things that we normally I mean the, the you know we normally have uh, average people have but I was avoiding them and they think that I was crazy but yeah let you know, if you know that what you are doing is good for your health, I mean, if you know that you're getting great results out of it, you feel good about it, you can start up with it. And when they see the results in you, they will be even more inspired. So I love those tips that you've shared, especially with eating out. I mean, not being afraid of asking for the ingredients. What is it in the food that you are ordering? And then making yeah. great choices. Yeah, because you still need to you still need to live. You can't just make all of your meals at home and not go out because there might be something less than perfect. Exactly, exactly. It's about making smarter choices on the menu. Right. And also, yes, we. for, for me, I usually t- tell my, my friends that, okay, if you can't do this 100% because I 
I mean, bulk of what I do, I'm like 90 and 10. I, I give myself 90% and 10% leeway. So because there are events in our life that we have to enjoy as well. And sometimes you cannot avoid those, but it's okay. But not to feel guilty about it. But if you know that if you take in this food that really makes you sick, for example, especially those our listeners who are been diagnosed with celiac disease, for example, that then is a lot more challenging. But of course, for us, if you are able to tolerate grains, for example, a little bit of it, I'm not really i'm a, a proponent of okay give yourself 10 percent every now and then but not not do it as like go overboard with it because then you will start you feeling the symptoms that you that were not there after all or it will go back to the previous one so really big on bulk of what you eat should be the healthy ones and uh, you can give yourself some leeway with it un- unless you are really like 100 percent with it mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Now let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about how you, we, did you measure your success? No. I mean, what were the benefits? What were the transformations that you see after you switch to the paleo diet that our listeners, so that our listeners can see for themselves, what are they up to? What are they looking forward that will inspire them to go full force on following the paleo diet and lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, everyone's going to be completely different. Um, weight loss wasn't a goal of mine. I think it is for a lot of people who follow a paleo diet. Um, but mine was more the, the eczema and the digestive health. So really the way I measured the success of it was the resolution of my symptoms, how my skin completely cleared up without cortisone cream um, just by changing my diet after 25 years with my digestion improving. I mean, before I cha- uh, switched to paleo, I was, I'd be running to the bathroom maybe six times a day and it was not nice. It wasn't a nice experience. And afterwards, everything became completely normal. Um, and people don't often like to talk about digestion, but it is honestly one of the best diagnostic tools that you have. You don't have to go and get blood tests and get a doctor to tell you how healthy you are. Just take notice of what's coming out the other end because that's going to tell you if you're healthy or not. If it's well-formed, if it's easy to pass, then things are going well. If it's at either end of the extreme, if it's too loose or too hard, then something's going wrong and you need to address that situation. So that was a big a big marker for me as well. Um, and now I'm quite healthy in that department. My skin has never been clearer. The whites of my eyes, they used to be quite red, bloodshot, and now they're really clear. Um, I'm happier. So in the mornings I used to wake up and be quite irritable and grumpy and now I wake up with energy and I'm happy and nice to be around. Um, have yeah, have more energy throughout the day, more stable energy. So I don't have those blood sugar crashes throughout the day where I need to have something sweet to bring me up because I am nourishing myself with really good foods and also including healthy fats. I have more energy throughout the day to get everything done and I'm more focused as well throughout the day. So helping me to get my work done and just a better person to be around, I think. <laughs> wow. I mean, for our listeners out there, especially with, who have been diagnosed with, uh, di- with celiac disease, for example, or, or digestive problems, this is huge. I mean, being symptom-free, like what Kate just shared with us, that's a, quite a relief. I mean, getting the symptoms away. I mean, you've been battling with this for years and suddenly 
it's gone. It's like a miracle, and you don't want to go back to that that uh, um, situation, that that um, experience anymore. And yes, I am really, uh, I really resonate with what you said about feeling and looking healthy, and you're happier, your moods are better. I mean, you have this the the, the consistent energy throughout the day. I noticed that one myself. I mean, when I'm eating like hot. Uh, when I'm eating unhealthy and then versus uh, I'm eating healthy one, but paleo, paleo uh, diet, I see the difference because I sometimes I experiment to really see okay what what is it that makes me feel like this and so it's really the, for me food is really a diagnostic tool. I find it I yeah. find it that is a diagnostic tool for me to know okay this is not making me feel good this is making me feel good um really a, a, a great measure for that so great that you you've, uh, you've shared those these benefits that you've said you have experienced that our, our listeners can see for themselves okay what am i expecting of course a lot of our 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 uh, listeners really uh, are curious about okay is the pale diet for weight loss well that is a byproduct because you are avoiding those high carbohydrate diet, those high sugars, those high processed um, sugars in your diet. So naturally, you will lose weight. But that is not the main purpose of going into the paleo diet because it's all about um, changing your lifestyle and, and living a healthy, uh, fit life to, for the long term. Yeah, and I think one of the what I wrote a blog about this last night. And one of the things that I love about eating it in an ancestral way and following a paleo diet is everyone does seem to be more connected to their food and really mindful of their food choices um, in terms of how the animal was raised and how their plants were raised and trying to buy local and really supporting the environment and sustainability, which I think a lot of people from the outside, when they look at paleo, they think the complete opposite, that it's terrible for the environment and it's unsustainable and it's cruel to animals but when you actually look at it, most people who follow paleo are really mindful and respectful of their food and they're really connected to it and check out where it's coming from, which is so important. I think kids these days are so disconnected from the food supply and we need to get back to our roots and understand where everything is coming from and, yeah, respect that. Yes, absolutely. Totally on board with you with that one. I mean, to really be, to really know where, because one of my my nephews asked where does the coconut come from <laughs> i said wow <laughs> i mean it's really amazing how we are so we've gone away from it because we all everything that we see are on the groceries i mean we think that i mean a lot of people think that they, this one come this the things this produce comes from the grocery when in fact it comes from yeah so really important to to think about them and to to emulate the the lifestyle that our ancestors um have 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 done or have lived because that's what it really is uh, what we what our genes are are are, are really interesting so great that you share that now i'd love for you to share our listeners what you are currently working at especially with the holistic nutritionist and what one big benefit are they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it yeah, so uh, what I'm working on now personally with the holistic nutritionist, um, I have a big focus on uh, hypothalamic amenorrhea and female hormonal issues. Um, so I'm building up a resource on that. So I do have a book coming out eventually, but it's not ready yet. 
Um, another thing that I'm actually working on, which I think listeners will be interested in, I'm a, a founding member of the Ancestral Health Society of New Zealand, which is our version of the United States Ancestral Health Society. You, do you know that one? Yes. I, yes. Yep. So our aim is to communicate the health and environmental benefits of following an ancestral lifestyle with the goal of preventing chronic disease with diet and lifestyle changes in New Zealand. And we're just about to hold our second mini conference here, but we're hoping to run a large symposium next year. And we're actually getting a few international speakers um, coming from America. So it would be great to have a few people come down from that. And New Zealand is a stunning, stunning country. It's a fair way away, but that's what I'm really excited about at the moment is spreading the word about this society. All right. So the, the coming up, the Ancestral Health Society in New Zealand, your book coming up, lots of exciting stuff. And yes, I agree with you. New Zealand is a place that I would love to go back with. I mean, a few years back, or not a few years back, a long time ago, I used to work on a cruise ship as a nurse. And one of our main ports was New Zealand. I mean, Christchurch, little town. I love that place. And then the Marlboro <laughs> country, I mean, nothing beats that place. So if one, one thing that can inspire if there's one thing that I can inspire our listeners with to visit uh, New Zealand, not only to visit New Zealand, but to be on the on the, the symposium that we're going to have next year. Lots mm. of exciting stuff. I'll make sure to include this, those ones on our show notes. <laughs> All right, Kate, I'd love for you to talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other people out there who wants to transition to the paleo diet and lifestyle. So what types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give them that they can take action on today? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Mm-hmm. Start learning would be my number one. Um, there's so much information out there, but um, knowledge really is power and you can listen to people tell you that you should be doing something, but until you actually learn for yourself, you probably won't have that drive to make the changes. So start listening to podcasts as you're commuting so you don't actually even have to make extra time to sit down. Put them on your iPhone and listen as you're traveling. Um, some of my favorites are Chris Cresses and Balance Bites and and transitioning to paleo as you're listening now. So you've already started listening to podcasts. So that's a, a good point, uh, a good starting point. But reading as well. Um, don't get too caught up in the specifics of it. So when you do start reading, there'll be people who say you should go completely low carb. And while that works for some people, it doesn't work for everyone. So it's important to play around and experiment with those sorts of things. Trial low carb for a certain period of time, for a month. And if that doesn't work for you, then add a little bit of healthy carbohydrates in in the form of starchy vegetables like sweet potato or parsnip. Do you have parsnip in the States? Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. Berkeley you have plantains as well, don't you? We don't have plantains. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we see them on the on Berkeley Ball, for example, or Whole Foods, those big uh, healthy natural uh, stores, not not all of the stores do we see them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so play around with the macronutrients and, and also don't, I think paleo is sometimes seen as a, a meat-heavy or eating meat all the time diet. It's not. Um, include plenty of vegetables and a small amounts of meat and you're going to have a healthy diet. It's important to, I think it's important to base your diet on vegetables 
um, have a small amount of meat and then have plenty of healthy fats as well to round out your meal and to keep yourself full. Um, start small. So experimenting with one meal at a time as we were talking about before. So you might go one meal at a time, then you might move on to one day at a time, then you might try one week. Or if you're an all or nothing type and you're kind of saying, I want to jump in right now and do 100% paleo for a month and see how I go, you could try something like a whole 30 where you'll be guided through a month's worth of recipes and absolutely everything you need to do. They'll hold your hand and track progress and everything like that. So if you're that way inclined, then that could be a good place to start today. Go and sign up and then you're in. Um, my third and most important tip would be to get support. So either through friends or family or partners. So tell them what you're doing or what you want to do and why you want to do it so they understand because you need support to go through it. And the more people you can have on board, the better it's going to be, not only because you'll be able to cook together and enjoy your meals together, but because you don't want people derailing what you want to do. Um, or you could join a meetup group in your area. Um, so do you have meetups as well? Yes, we have meetups yes. here. And uh, yes, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that because one of our guests, Jeff Nimoy, he has this uh, uh, app online actually to connect people who are, for example, if you are a paleo, I want to connect with other paleo uh, in my local community. I can do that. It's a great uh, resource. I was thinking, wow, this is so intuitive. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so join a meetup group. It's great to, to not only get that support, but to meet new people and then you'll organize more social events and it becomes really fun and you're spreading your social circle far and wide and then you can learn off each other as well so they'd probably be my biggest tips exactly well great tips there that our listeners can take action on today so let me just summarize them again so the first one is to start learning or educating yourself it's really empowering when you start learning it yourself because that's how i started too i i the more i know about it the more it made total sense so really important to educate yourself and that way also you can make an informed decision of if this is right for you or if not and then the second one is to start small you know see what works for you and i love that you mentioned about eating more vegetable small amount of meat and some fats i mean a lot of our friends a lot of our listeners were asking about okay is the paleo diet we are eating more meat no i mean i usually say that bulk of what you eat i mean 75 percent of what you eat should be plant-based and then mm -hmm. only a small amount is the meat and some fats so it's a, a, a not it's a notion there that paleo is all about meat and which is not it's more of plant-based um portion of what we it's really important to take that one in mind for our listeners out there and the, the third one is to get support i mean be around people i mean tell the people around you why are you doing this uh, so that they can support you in any way they can and, and if not join meetup groups like like what Kate just said. I mean, join a local community wherein people are into this as well because that would help you as you transition to this lifestyle. And then the more you be around them, the more people are going to be inspired. And the people around you will eventually support you because they see the results. They see you happy. They see you fit and healthy. They see you have the energy. Then, they, then in turn, you will be inspiring them as well to get on board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Great tips there. All right, now what's one resource or a book that you could recommend our listeners that will help them transition to the paleo diet and lifestyle? My favorite book would 
absolutely have to be Practical Paleo by Diane Sanfilippo. Uh, she lays it out so perfectly for absolutely anyone to understand and it's really uh, visually pleasing as well. There's lots of pictures and graphs and charts and tables and she provides meal plans for a whole range of different conditions, whether you just want to do it for health or you actually have specific health conditions like thyroid problems, digestive problems, autoimmune conditions. She provides meal plans and delicious recipes and it's it's truly a Bible. If you get nothing else, get Practical Paleo. Yes, I'm a big fan of it as well as Practical Paleo by Diane Sanfilippo. Great book there that we can, especially those starting out, and it's really a foundational book, so I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Now, what's one great resource that you can recommend our listeners that they can go to or can reference to that would help them as they transition or as they live this paleo diet and lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite resource for learning, I've actually got two now. So my favorite resource for learning about the paleo diet and how it can work for you and for specific conditions would be Chris Cresser. Now he's got his website, he's got podcasts, he's actually got a book as well. So he's definitely a, a bit of a guru in the area. Um, in terms of recipes, there's a site called Chow Stalker and its sister site is Dessert Stalker and that's all paleo recipes and if you're stuck for recipes go on there and you'll be there for hours devouring it (laughs) all right so that's chris cresser and can you spell uh the other one the resource that you've shared yep chow stalker c-h-o-w-s-t-a-l-k-e-r Okay, so chowstalker.com. I'm just going to make sure to have that on our show notes that our listeners uh, can uh, tap into a resource as well. Great that you've shared that one. All mm-hmm. right, share our listeners what's the best way that they can connect with you and continue to learn more about you and what you are putting out there. And then we'll end from there. Mm-hmm. Um, the easiest way to connect with me would be through my website, which is the holisticnutritionist.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, uh, which is at the holistic nutritionist, uh, Twitter, which is at ATG nutrition. They're all through my, you can link to them all through my website though. And Facebook is the holistic nutritionist as well. Um, but yes, the best place would be the website and you can email me through there as well. If you have any questions or if you want to get in touch and yeah. All right, so that's holisticnutritionist.com. I'll make sure to have that on our show notes for our listeners out there. I highly encourage you to go there now, check her website, check what she's putting out there, check what Kate has for you and make sure to be on her mailing list so that you can be updated when she puts something new or updates her site or what she's putting out there. And if, if her products and services resonates with you, I highly encourage you to go in there, jump in and uh, be part of the community that she is creating. So that's the, the holisticnutritionist.com and I'll make sure to have that on our show notes and you can from there you can connect uh, to her through her, her social media profile so that's holisticnutritionist.com and by the way all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at transitioningtopaleomadeeasy.com forward slash Kate Callahan or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, that link is holisticnutritionist.com. 
Kate, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, for being a role model to many, and for being such a positive energy with our listeners today. The Paley fans out there, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. No time to cook? No worries. Pete's Paleo delivers. If you are like me, no time to cook and no good at cooking, Pete's Paleo delivers farm fresh gourmet meals right to your doorstep. Order now at transitioningtopaleomadeeasy.com forward slash delivery. That's www.transitioningtopaleomadeeasy.com forward slash delivery. Thanks for listening to Transitioning to Paleo Made Easy. Now it's time to get your quick and easy step-by-step guide to transitioning to the paleo diet. This beautiful free download includes the three most important things that you need to be focusing on in order to make the transition as smooth as possible. Ready to get started? Head over to transitioningtopaleo.com right now and begin your journey, and we'll see you next time.